This episode of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is hair care that's formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. You start by taking a quick quiz to tell them about your hair, and then they determine the right blend of ingredients and bottle your custom formula to order. I've been using mine for the past few months, and I have to say it's been awesome. Go to functionofbeauty.com Jenny to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Functionofbeauty.com Jenny. Check it out. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's musician was an opera icon who broke racial barriers. The New York Times described her voice as a grand mansion of sound. Let's talk about Jessie Norman. Jessie Norman was born in Augusta, Georgia in 1945. Her mother, Janie, was a schoolteacher and her father, Silas, worked in insurance sales. Jessie grew up in the segregated South, and her community was close and tight-knit. She was one of five children, all of whom learned to play the piano at an early age. By four, Jessie was singing in her church choir. Often, Jessie visited her grandparents and practiced on their harmonium. She later wrote in her memoir that she was never stopped from playing it, nor admonished for disturbing the adults. At nine years old, Jessie was given a radio, which introduced her to the world of opera. She listened to recordings by Black vocalists who came before her, including Marian Anderson and Leotine Price. Their success encouraged Jessie to pursue a career in music. Jessie studied at the famed Interlochen Center for the Arts in Northern Michigan, which I've previously mentioned because I also went to camp there. That's one of the many reasons why I'm a big fan of Jessie's. At 16 years old, Jessie entered the Marian Anderson Vocal Competition, which led to a full scholarship to Howard University. In 1967, she graduated with an undergraduate degree in music. Jessie continued her studies at the University of Michigan School of Music, where she earned a master's degree in 1968. Upon graduating, Jessie was selected to participate in music competitions around the world. She moved to Europe to establish herself, and in 1968, she won the prestigious ARD International Voice Competition in Munich. Shortly after, she landed a three-year contract with one of the largest German opera companies. She made her debut as Princess Elizabeth in Wagner's Tannhauser. Then, at the age of 24, Jessie took a break from opera to preserve her voice, preferring to tour and give recitals. At that time, racial tensions were high. The assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. incited riots across the U.S., and protests against the Vietnam War sparked opposition to the government. Jessie protested, marched, and used her voice to sing anthems of the movement, such as Pete Seeger's We Shall Overcome. Jessie's voice was known for its power and range. She was a falcon soprano, but had a warmth in her tone that many associate with mezzos. When Jessie was asked to categorize her voice, she said, pigeonholes are only comfortable for pigeons. 
Throughout the 1970s, Jessie performed in many of Europe's most popular opera houses. In 1973, Jessie returned to the United States and sang in her first New York City recital at Lincoln Center. Two years later, she moved to London. Though she rarely made opera appearances in London, she frequently sang as a recitalist and soloist. On tour, Jessie sang music by a range of notable composers, including Gustav Mahler and Franz Schubert. Her voice was so powerful that when she performed the final monologue in Tristan and Isolde, the conductor was so swept up in her performance that he was distracted from his own conducting. In 1983, at 38 years old, Jessie made her debut at the New York Metropolitan Opera. The Met's general manager called her one of the greatest artists to ever sing on the stage. She went on to perform 80 more times at the Met. Throughout her career, Jessie credited her predecessors for paving the way for her success as a Black singer. In 1983, she said, they have made it possible for me to say, I will sing French opera or I will sing German opera, instead of being told, you will sing Porgy and Bess. She also said, I do not consider my blackness a problem. I think it looks rather nice. By the mid 80s, Jessie was an international sensation. As CDs became more popular, Jessie seamlessly transitioned into the new recording industry. Her recordings, which were often televised, won multiple awards. Jessie also became a mainstay at political events. In 1985, she sang at the second inauguration of President Ronald Reagan, though she accepted the invitation with some political misgivings. She later performed at Bill Clinton's second inauguration and at a memorial for victims of 9-11. She also performed for Queen Elizabeth II's 60th birthday celebration. In 1989, Jessie sang the French national anthem on the 200th anniversary of Bastille Day. She wore an ornate gown and stunned the audience with her heartfelt performance. She was awarded France's Legion of Honor. In the 1990s, Jessie performed at galas, concerts, and recitals. In 1994, she was a featured soloist with the New York Philharmonic. She branched out from opera and did a jazz crossover series, performing music by Duke Ellington at a Carnegie Hall recital and recording a jazz album called I Was Born in Love With You. Jessie received many accolades. She won five Grammys, including a Lifetime Achievement Award and the National Medal of Arts. In 2002, she was inducted to the American Classical Music Hall of Fame. Despite her success, Jessie still had to combat racism. In 1995, she sued the publishers of Classic CD Magazine and stated that they depicted her as an uneducated, ill-spoken person. Though she ultimately lost the case, Jessie continued to stand up for herself and to criticize anti-Black rhetoric. In her later life, Jessie was committed to expanding educational opportunities and helping less privileged populations. She served on the board of directors for a number of organizations, including the National Music Foundation, the Elton John AIDS Foundation, and the SLE Lupus Foundation. In 2003, Jessie opened the Jessie Norman School of the Arts, which provides a free fine arts education to teenagers. In 2019, Jessie died in New York City of complications related to an earlier spinal cord injury.
She was 74 years old. Jessie Norman was a uniquely versatile vocalist and a renowned opera star. Like her predecessors, she paved the way for other people of color in the music industry. All month, we're talking about musicians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And reach out directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.